Welcome into Mock Trial Masterclass, your guide to controlling the courtroom. I'm Luke and I want you to be a Mock Trial Master. Let's talk about how you can make that happen. I recently put a video up on my channel about how to be really, really great during pre-trial or preliminary matters, whatever you want to call it. And I talked in that video about how even though pre-trial usually isn't scored, it's still really, really important to do it well. So I thought it'd be a good idea for us to have a mock trial film session where we dive in to a good example of preliminary matters. But here's the interesting thing about the video I'm going to show you. We're going to get to watch both teams in a round go through their pre-trial or preliminary matters. And what I'm going to tell you now in advance is that one of them is going to do a really, really good job and the other one's not. So we're going to have to be critical of some people here and I don't always like to do that. But an important point is going to be made and that's you'll be able to see what it looks like when pre-trial is not done well and why that's a problem and also what it looks like when it's done really, really well. So, you ready to hop in? Let's do it. So just so you know in advance, the prosecution team is the one that's not quite so good. The defense team is the one that's really, really strong here. All right. Is the prosecution ready to proceed? Yes, Your Honor, but first preliminary matters. All right. You may proceed. Good evening, Your Honor. My name is... Let me do one other thing. Is the defense ready to proceed? I want to be sure everybody... also have some preliminary matters. All right. Now you may proceed. Good evening, Your, no Your Honor. My name is Eleanor Rankin, and I, along with co-counsel Adelaide Dashif, Good evening, Your Honor. And Kiona Dordor. Good evening, Your Honor. Okay, I will go ahead and give them good credit for that. I like the idea of having one attorney introduce all three on a table. When you have all three introducing themselves, it can get really awkward. I was on a team in college one time where we did that, and it was always weird because no one quite knew when they were supposed to speak up, and, and it got to the point where we were interrupting each other. So I do like that they're having one attorney introduce all three as opposed to everyone sort of like whack-a-mole standing up and doing it themselves. Represent the people of the state of Tennessee in today's case. We will be calling three witnesses today. Tracy Benson, played by Autumn Nash. Good evening, Your Honor. Andy Anderson, played by Edith Caperno. Good evening, Your Honor. And Dr. Sam Wimberly, played by Meg Buter. Good evening, Your Honor. So I, I generally don't like the idea of introducing witnesses during preliminary matters. It, it makes mock trials kind of seem like a play, you know, where it's like, in the role of the Wizard of Oz is this person, and in the role of Hamlet is this person. Like, you know, for the purposes of the trial round, we're not playing parts, right? We actually are those things. I talk all the time about how mock trial masters are supposed to be authentic. So a little weird. The tournament may have required it. And to be completely honest, the other team might actually wind up doing this too. I can't remember. If you have the option, don't introduce the witnesses. It's just kind of weird, you know? Thank you. And now, Your Honor, pursuant to Mock Trial Rule 36, we ask to be allowed to move around the courtroom freely. Okay, another thing I'm going to call out here. The question itself is not a problem. Uh, if you watch my video on how to do pretrial, you know that asking permission to move about the courtroom freely is one of the questions that I suggest asking. The problem here is that right off the bat, we're breaking the fourth wall and talking about the Mock Trial Rules. My preference is that for your team, you stay completely, you know, mentally engaged in the fact that even though we all know this isn't a real trial, we're going to pretend it is. And acknowledging that this is a mock trial like they do by saying, you know, the mock trial rules, I don't love that. If, if you get to a point where you have to quote a mock trial rule, a tool that I learned in college that I really like 
is you just, instead of saying the mock trial rules, you say, you know, according to the unique rules of this jurisdiction, or I kind of wink, wink, right? I like that a whole lot better. Uh, yes, that shall be granted and shall apply to all attorneys. And pursuant to mock trial rule 33, the state asked to enter the agreed upon stipulations into evidence. All right, counsel, I presume that has in fact been stipulated to previously? Yes. All right, then those may be introduced and considered as part of the evidence. Would you like a copy, Your Honor? Uh, yes, I would appreciate that. Thank you. If you'll hand it to the bailiff, please. Yes, Your Honor. I will say this about this attorney. She's very well-spoken. She's very loud. She's very bold. Those are all qualities to emulate in your preliminary matters presentations. Thank you. And pursuant to mock trial rule 17, we ask that all objections be made from counsel table for mock trial learning purposes. Is there any objection to that? As to your objection arguments being held out behind the council table, it's a little bit of a confusing issue. I'm not sure that's addressed in Rule 17. Why don't we just play that by ear and see how it goes? You understand who may make objections, and I don't know what will happen. So I'll reserve judgment on that for now. Okay, that, that was kind of awkward, and it was awkward because of the way she phrased it. She said something about, we would like to make objections behind council table. What I think she meant is that a lot of times in real life when an objection is made, there will be what is called a bench conference where both attorneys will walk up to the judge and handle the objection sort of in private versus in front of the jury. But you don't want that in a mock trial because the jury is scoring your performance. You want to give your arguments before the jury. I think she was trying to say that and try to get the judge to understand that element of mock trial. But she said it in a weird way and it brings up an important point, which is that during pre-trial, really any point of a trial, you want to talk like a human. I feel like what happened there is she got caught up in trying to sound lawyerly and, and trying to sound sort of like a professor in a way. And because of that, you know, the effect of what she was trying to say didn't really land and it wound up being kind of weird. So I would just make sure you're talking like a human. Don't feel the need to sound highbrow. Just say what you mean and you'll avoid a kind of a clunky, awkward situation like this. Yes, Your Honor. And additionally, Rule 17 states that constructive bench conferences, which we all may call for during times in the trial, be held also at counsel table for these mock trial learning purposes and for the jury to be constructively outside the presence of these types of objections. Counsel? Um, again, Your Honor, an attorney might be in the well of court and not behind. Yeah, and he's getting confused because she keeps talking about making objections behind counsel table. Just an odd way to phrase that. She's making it sound like she wants people to, who are like giving their cross or giving their direct to then like step back behind the counsel table if an objection pops up. It's just not phrased very well. Again, talk like a human and you avoid this kind of awkward exchange. On the table. So it would just be circumstantial as to whether that argument would be made behind the table or in the well. All right. I'll reserve judgment on that as well. Thank you. Yes, Your Honor. And finally, pursuant to mock trial rule 13, we have to have a timekeeper in the jury box. All right. And that person's already seated. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And with that, Your Honor, the state is ready to proceed. Okay, overall, my critique of this pretrial, I do want to say again, very well-spoken attorney. She knows what she's doing outside of the fact that I didn't love that sort of lawyerly language that I talked about. 
my one criticism of this pretrial is that there's too many things, okay? If you've watched my video on pretrial, if you've read my book, you know that I talk about how with pretrial, you should really pick three things to ask the judge because if you start going beyond that, you start to like monopolize the conversation, you're, you're almost wasting time and the jury is ready for the good stuff, right? They're ready to hear your opening statement. They're ready to get into the substance of the trial. But when you waste it all on stuff like this and you waste their attention on stuff like this, you know, they start watching the clock and we haven't even gotten started yet. And if I counted right, they tried to do five different things during their preliminary matters. They asked about um, constructive bench conferences, that's what they just asked about. They asked the thing about objecting behind counsel table, which we discussed. Uh, they asked about um, I, a few other things that I'm, I'm struggling to remember now, but and I think the fact that I can't remember everything they asked also points to the fact that they asked too much. So now let's reverse things a little bit and see how the other team handles their pretrial. Thank you. Does defense have any stipulations or other preliminary matters? Uh, yes, Your Honor. First, may I introduce myself and co-counsel. Good afternoon, Your Honor. My name is Samuel Watley. Joining me for the defense is Miss Ella Sego. Good Mr. Evening. Josiah Burns. Good evening, Your Good Honor. Good evening. Joining us also at council tables, the defendant, Ms. Peyton Patterson. Good evening, Your Honor. Okay, I will say this. Uh, they introduced the witness, but I think it makes sense because this witness is at council table. Everyone's going to want to know who this is. But did you notice that they just introduced the witness? They didn't say being portrayed by or the, the role of Peyton Patterson being played by. They just said, hey, this is Peyton Patterson, right? We're keeping things authentic. We're keeping things seeming real, uh, really effective there. Good evening. As a defense, we'll be calling two other witnesses today, Ms. Frances Franklin Good evening, Good and evening. Mr. Chandler King. Okay, so again, my guess is that this tournament asked them to do that because both teams did it, or, or maybe because it was a championship round, they felt the need to introduce everyone. But again, they just introduced the character names. They didn't say this person, you know, playing the role of this as if it was a play or movie credits, right? Just this is this person because we're going to be authentic. We're pretending that this is a real trial. Your Honor, I'd like to direct the court's attention to Rule 16 of the Rules of Competition, All right. which says that witnesses may not be sequestered during trial, meaning they remain in the room. Also, to elaborate on Rule 17, which um, opposing counsel brought up, stating that objection arguments will be held in the presence of the jury as they are the scoring judges. However, I would ask, like to ask Your Honor's preference. Should we go ahead and assume that a constructive sidebar is being held or ask at that time for a constructive sidebar? Counsel, before I rule, do you have anything you want to say? Your Honor, pursuant to mock trial rule 17, we are supposed to ask for a constructive bench conference in which the jury is supposed to be constructively outside the presence of these objections. Therefore, we must call for the constructive bench conference first. You know, the more I listen to that prosecution side talk, the more it sounds very rehearsed and very scripted. You know, there are going to be times in mock trial where you do have a script, where you are uh, maybe reciting things that you've memorized, but you want to sound natural, like I'm talking to you right now, right? I am not telling you these things in such a way that makes you think that I'm reciting a political address, right? We're just having a conversation, right? We're watching this video together. We're talking about it. That's kind of the approach you want to take with preliminary matters. It doesn't need to be a speech. It's not a rehearsed thing. It's very conversational, like he's doing a really good job of. To assume that this sidebar is taking place. All right. Um, I believe that's what's being asked now. And of course, at this point, it's uh, theoretical. 
but I'm going to go ahead and say, should a constructive bench conference be called for, uh, that it may be conducted um, and that we will assume, we will create for ourselves in our mock trial universe that the jury is constructively out of earshot. Yes, Your Honor. All right. The last way I'd like to direct Your Honor's attention is stipulation 13. Okay. The indictment in today's case is second degree murder. Mm -hmm. The stipulation simply states that no arguments of a lesser included offense may be argued at today's trial. It's second or nothing. Thank that, you. The defense is ready. All right. Okay, so a few things I liked about that. Again, conversational tone, right? It felt realistic. We weren't doing a play, we weren't doing a performance. It was just a conversation between him and the judge. Love that. Another thing, he just picked three things to go after, right? He asked three questions to the judge and then he was done. There weren't five things or six or seven like I've seen some teams do before. He just said his three things and then he was done. And the other thing I really liked is that he ended that not by saying the defense is ready to proceed or some sort of, again, lawyerly phrase, if you will. He just said, you know, we're ready for trial. And I think that's a really effective thing to do, just to look at the judge and say, Your Honor, the defense or the plaintiff or the prosecution, whatever side you are, is ready for trial, as opposed to trying to weave in some sort of contractual language there. But again, two examples of preliminary matters. One, not terrible, but could be better. And then one that I really, really liked. I hope that by seeing it in action, you'll be able to maybe take some strategies to use in your own preliminary matters. And if you want to know more about prelims, you can check out my other video on preliminary matters, or you can check out my book, Mock Trial Masterclass, which is available on Amazon. There's actually a whole chapter in this book on preliminary matters, and I'm going to show it to you right now. Boom. There it is. Pre-trial preliminary matters. Whole chapter on it. Everything you need to know about rocking out in pre-trial and the rest of your mock trials in this book. You can pick up a copy on Amazon by clicking the link in the description on YouTube or in the show notes on podcast platforms. I hope this is helpful. If it was, let me know in the comments, and I can't wait to hear about how your preliminary matters rise to the level of a mock trial master.